the playoff run is on for many in the NFL, and not many teams have been eliminated, but let's be frank, and there are a lot of folks that are not already looking towards next year as players and coaches are playing for their jobs, trying to keep their job, go into next season. But I wanted to spend a little time turning the calendar to 2024, and let's take a look at April, the draft, the quarterbacks, the teams that are going to be quarterback shopping, teams that need to ponder their quarterback situation. Some will consider picking one early. Performance down the stretch is going to dictate a lot of it. But who's going to be shopping for quarterbacks this offseason? That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast. On the Landry Football Podcast, pardon me, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, a reminder that you can get more detailed breakdowns of the game of football, college football, NFL. We got it covered for you. Got signing day next week in college football, the transfer portal. Still got some movement on the coaching search front. All of that going on at LandryFootball.com. We give you the best information around. In the NFL, it's the stretch run. Um, Breakdown of all the games. But again, of course, we're getting you ready for the draft, free agency. You name it, we got it at LandryFootball.com. Make sure that you check it out today. Take advantage of our holiday savings offer that we've got going for you. Um, The calendar, as I mentioned, is soon heading towards the offseason for some teams. The performance down the stretch of current starters or injured players at quarterback will certainly influence the direction that teams will go. In the coming draft, there's a highly rated group of college quarterbacks. As many as six that will at least get consideration. Um, The salary cap will affect decisions about a player, such as Arizona's Kyler Murray, who's got too much dead money to be traded next year. Age, injury status, and the high cost of re-signing a current starter could could have an impact on a player like Kirk Cousins at Minnesota. GMs may look for an immediate starter such as C.J. Stroud, who had a terrific rookie season as a number two overall pick, or for a quarterback who can sit for a year and learn the offense. The latter was the case with Patrick Mahomes when the Chiefs picked him up at 10th overall in 17, backing up Alex Smith in his rookie season before turning around his career. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, just some of the guys, they're at least going to be evaluated and there'll be some consideration the first or second round for some of them. Here's about a dozen teams that are likely to be in the mix uh, with uh, some off-season quarterback positioning. One is, number one, the Chicago Bears, who are going to get the first overall pick. You said, well, wait a minute, Carolina has the, and likely going to get the number one pick. That's right. The Bears have the Carolina pick. Uh, they obtained it in the Bryce Young trade last year, or the trade for Carolina to move up to get Bryce Young. Yeah, Carolina has moved, moved up, gave up this number one pick for Bryce Young, who hasn't worked out thus far. Whether they keep the pick, the Bears, and draft their highest-rated quarterback depends largely on Justin Fields in the final four games and how they think of him. Based on his play the last two games, leading the Bears to upset wins over the Vikings and the Lions, his audition to remain in Chicago has gone pretty well. 
do they trust it? Shows his passing ability when he stepped up in the pocket and, and uh, in a game-winning drive against the Vikings. His speed and athleticism were on display on an 11-yard scramble for a touchdown to put the Bears up by 12 Sunday against the Lions before. <clears throat> and then Fields had a career-high uh, passing rating. If he can impress the brass there with this performance in Cleveland this Sunday against the Browns' very good defense, we'll see how this will play out. I still think it's risky to go forward with them, but they have their own first-round pick, which is, would be currently fifth that can use on a premier pass rusher or offensive line help. If it doesn't go well, we'll see what they think about one of these quarterbacks in comparison to Fields along with a really uh, good player that can get at number five. The New England Patriots is another team. Mac Jones has um, not played well. Bailey Zappi is worse. Neither one are good. We don't know who's going to be running the franchise. Don't know that it's going to be Bill Belichick. Many think that it's not going to be. Bailey Zappi was shut out two weeks ago by a Chargers lousy defense before he directed an upset win over the Steelers. Neither Jones nor Zappi are long-term answers for the franchise. Jones had an excellent rookie season as the Patriots' first-round pick in 21 when he led the team to the playoffs and made the Pro Bowl. However, the past two seasons have been a disaster. Jones has dealt with injuries, offensive coordinator issues, lack of supporting talent. He's 8-17 and 17 as a starter, and it's pretty clear he needs a change of scenery. No, they've not done a good job coaching him, on the contrary. But he's also not done a very good job, and he is a big reason why, Mac Jones, that is, and Zappi, why their offense is bad. Bill Belichick is the coach and GM who drafted Jones. Who's going to be picking them? Let's watch that. Washington, the commanders, floundering team at four and nine. They'd hoped Sam Howell would make major strides in his second year. After a decent start with good games and close losses to Seattle, Philly, um, Atlanta, he's played pretty poorly. Now, this is a part of what you have to look at. Uh, a lot of it is the team is not playing as well. The defense is not as good. They're playing from behind more. All those things contribute to a quarterback having to be hyper-aggressive and struggling. Uh, he had one touchdown pass and five interceptions and in consecutive losses to the Giants, Cowboys, and Dolphins. His passer rating has dropped <clears throat> significantly. Needs a strong finish to keep whoever is around in Washington making the picks from selecting a new quarterback high in the draft. Um, they have extra picks in the second and third rounds with Montez Sweat and Chase Young being let go. That could move them up to the first or second overall pick. Finishing the season by playing against three top 10 defenses, the Jets, 49ers, and the Cowboys is not going to help Howell's cause. The Raiders um, picking six overall currently. After getting shut out by the Vikings at home, the Raiders are headed for a major change at quarterback. The new GM and coach are hired with three straight losses. Antonio Pierce does not appear to have a chance of keeping this job unless the team wins out. The free agent signing of Jimmy Garoppolo was derailed by his continued injuries and inconsistent play. They will likely cut him and absorb a $28 million dead cap hit. Rookie fourth rounder Aiden O'Connell took over at midseason for Garoppolo after Josh McDaniels was fired. O'Connell is two and four as a starter with a dismal passer rating. And he's not a threat to run. Regardless of how O'Connell finishes the season, it's highly likely that the Raiders will tap into the college 
quarterback class, I don't think there's any doubt that they're looking at taking one high. The Giants, eighth overall. Daniel Jones had a fine season in 22, 10-7-1 as a starter. Leading the Giants, Joe Wildcard's fighting just a great job of getting as much out of him as there. Um, Giants would absorb an enormous amount of dead money if he was traded or released after a down season. Uh, but, you know, New York's invested a lot in Jones. Six pick in 19. He's got a big contract. I think, you know, his prospects are complicated by an injury history that includes a neck injury that landed him on injured reserve the last five games in 21. I think they like Jones, expect him to be the starter next year. They've got an exciting rookie in Tommy DeVito, who's not the answer. Um, but to me, they're in a situation to draft a young one and at least compete and have one in the ranks that could be their starter if they choose to move on from Daniel Jones after next year. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Currently we'd be picking 11th overall yet still in the division race as bad as the NFC South is. The Falcons hope they could follow the Seahawks blueprint of having an inexpensive third round quarterback on a rookie contract, but Atlanta hasn't been very successful with Desmond Ritter. Um, Ritter ranked, 26 in passer rating, only nine touchdowns passes and 11 starts. He's rushed for five touchdowns, six and five as a starter. He was benched by Arthur Smith after a loss to Tennessee where he suffered a concussion, but he was cleared to pay the next week. Taylor Heineke got the next two starts. Uh, I I don't think they can possibly believe in Ritter. And if he doesn't play well down the stretch, I think it's an absolute must that they get one. What about the fellow NFC South? rival New Orleans Saints. He gave Derek Carr a four-year, $150 million contract in the offseason in the hopes he would elevate a team with plenty of talent at other positions. They have struggled at quarterback. Winston's awful. Andy Dalton, you know, they have just really struggled now with, with Carr since Drew Brees' retirement. They've missed the playoffs the past two years. They're in the NFC South Hunt. Carr's nothing special especially for the money he's being paid. He's being paid huge money, and he's very average. Um, he's just not very good. They're basically stuck with him cap-wise. He's got a big dead money hit. Uh, unless Carr finishes extremely well, um, you know, I, I think they've got to really look at it. He turns 33 in March. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's just been around a long time, and he's as good as he's going to get, and he's not good enough. He overpaid him. They've got to think young quarterback of the future and considering where they might be picked top 10, top 15. I think it's an absolute possibility. Seattle's got the uh, 13th overall pick as it w would stand right now. Um, they're eighth. They are in a free fall after four straight losses. Um, Geno Smith was a great story last season. He took over for Wilson had a career year with 30 touchdown passes. This season he's ranked, very average in passer rating, finishing fifth last year, but been very average. Um, he's had some injuries, um, but I don't think he's the long-range answer, and they're fooling themselves in Seattle if they think he is. Uh, we'll see if Smith can get healthy and elevate his performance and rescue the season. Um, he signed a $25 million per year extension this year with a low guarantee. So the dead money hit is $17.4 million in 24 or 8-7 in 25. Keeping him makes sense to next year. But I think taking one high, you know, would make a whole lot of sense here. The Rams, 
Uh, last year when Matthew Stafford was lost for the year, uh, nine games into the season because of a spinal injury, it became a disaster. The 21 Super Bowl champs fell to 5-12. and 12. They didn't have the draft capital due to the Stafford trade. Um, franchise needs an heir apparent. And he, Stafford's played well the past three weeks, um, and he may have another year in him, but they need a young quarterback to develop behind him, or they're going to need – someone that can help him immediately if he does decide to call it a career. The Buccaneers took a cheap flyer on Baker Mayfield, one-year, $4 million contract plus incentives, while they absorbed a $35 million dead money hit on Tom Brady's retirement. Mayfield has played fairly well, about as good as you can expect him to play. Um, they've got Kyle Trask, who's not the answer, and he would be playing if he was. So I think they absolutely need one. The Minnesota Vikings. You know, Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, they're not the answer. They're a short-term um, fix, potentially. Cousins turns 36, four-time Pro Bowler, final year of a $35 million per year deal. Can't be franchise tag. He was having a good season with 18 touchdown passes, only five interceptions, and a really good quarterback rating. I um, think they'd like to have him back, but I just don't think that it makes a whole lot of sense for them. Drafting one certainly does. And then what about Detroit? This is a team that's slowly gotten better. They've got to fix some things defensively this offseason, no doubt. They're making a nice little run. They're going to be picking late. But Jared Goff finished last season with eight wins in the last 10 games. And he's played pretty well overall. Remember, he was the first overall pick in the 16th draft by the Rams, but the Lions have lost two of their last four games. He has a turnover problem and it's killing them. And, you know, expectation has risen there and they don't finish well. And if they flounder and lose in the first round or even the second round, and, and he's a, a part of the problem could be the fall guy. I, I don't know that they move on from him, but again, developing a guy behind him makes a whole lot of sense. Just some thoughts about um, where some of the teams that are quarterback hunting might go this offseason. Make sure that you check out all the latest information and analysis on the NFL and college game at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Take advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got going. Give the gift of football to yourself or to a loved one in your family. Uh, a reminder also to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you joining us. We appreciate if you'd spread the word about what we're doing here on the podcast network and at LandryFootball.com. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again next time, everybody.